Good morning, Meridian, and welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth here on Super Talk 103.3 FM every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind, and we try to do everything with grace, with the goals of growth. And we are in the studio live, live today, so this is kind of fun and exciting for us, and we're going to try to start going live every Tuesday, and we want your input on our show. But I want to thank our sponsors of Grind, Grace, and Growth. We have Brad Bearfield Shelter Insurance, the Family Flea Market on B Street, the Back Porch of Meridian, and the Rock House Gun and Pond. And I know right now, I was on social media earlier, and the Back Porch of Meridian has had a big shipment of some fantastic, wholesome, I believe it's, you know, organic hamburger meat. So make sure you head that way and pick you up some uh, fresh ground beef and make yourself a great pot of chili. And it is hunting season, so you might as well pick up a gun while you're over there. Next door is the Rock House, and those guys are my favorite. Justin Hardy, I'm going to give you a shout-out right now. Ellen, you're the best. If you're a female and you're wanting to learn how to shoot a gun, Ellen can help you find the perfect gun for yourself. And um, I think you can also maybe find yourself a Louis Vuitton bag over there. But... I'm really excited today because I have one of my favorite people in the studio today. She's hilarious. We all kind of watch her on social media and TikTok and Facebook and all of her crazy train videos that she does. But there's not a person in this world that has more enthusiasm and more drive than Lucy Dormont. I appreciate that because my husband would say no one drives everyone else as crazy as Lucy Dormont does. <laughs> so enthusiasm is a much better term for that. I like it. Enthusiasm. Well, you have just that sparkly personality. And when you put your brain to something or your mind and you make it up, you're going to follow through. You know, I feel like that's the thing. There's no in between for me. It's like all or nothing. <laughs> you know, go big or go home. Isn't that how you want to be in life, though? You have to be. You know what? Because if you aren't like that, you just miss so many opportunities, I feel like. You know, this whole project started out as just a little museum and getting the REA building back and quickly turned into like a $25 million project overnight. So, you know, here we are. Talk about a go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> or slightly crazy, one of the two. So I know we've talked on the show in the past about your why on why you decided that you were going to take on this initiative and it had to do with your sons. Yes. And you went and you were like, this is something fun to do with my kids. We would come down to the train tracks and you would just watch the trains go by and it just very quickly snowballed. And you may not think it's been very quickly, but it's, it's been a pretty rapid snowball effect. Well, so in two years, I mean, we've acquired a million dollars worth of property assets. We've hosted two events that have well been very well attended with, you know, over 2000 attendees at each event. Last December, we had the Christmas train or November, the Christmas train come out. We had 3,300 people show up to see this train. So if that doesn't tell you that everyone loves a good train, everybody does. Like everybody loves to watch the magic of it go by. And that's, I mean, we're in the perfect spot for that here in Meridian. And that was a great event. Like you told me when I was at the event that you had people literally lining up at two o'clock that had driven three hours to Meridian to come see the Christmas train. 
that's the type of events we want here. Yeah. I mean, there was a lady that ran into the railroad museum uh, with her two kids because she was like, can we please use your bathroom? We've been in the car for three hours to come to this. That was the same lady that came in and asked me for restaurant recommendations after they walked through the train. Those are people that will come back to our city because they had a good experience the first time that they came. Um, and, and they had not ever been to our, our city before, and they were greeted with such hospitality that we absolutely made an impression on them. And I think the more events that we have like that, that expose the outside area to the interest that we have inside of our area, it's really going to snowball effect for Meridian. Um, I, we were talking about this a little bit. I'm lucky because when we moved here five years ago, I greeted Meridian with an outsider perspective. You did. I couldn't see what everyone claims to be so bad about Meridian because I could see the shiny little diamond that was like slightly unpolished hiding. There's just so much heritage and history here to be uncovered. And I've had a great time uncovering it, to be honest. And you called Meridian. You're like, I love Meridian. I'm never leaving. And you don't want to leave. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I know everyone in town. So, I mean, like, it's kind of nice to go to the grocery store and be like, oh, hey, there's such and such. And, you know, everybody knows my kids, too. They feel home here. And being a military family, like we don't have that family. Right. So I would say that the biggest thing for us is that Meridian has welcomed us as family. And that's so nice to hear because I've also heard on the other side of military families don't feel like they're welcomed here with welcome arms, open arms. And so hearing that is fantastic. And that shows you that our city is maybe taking a shift of being that old school mentality to being more forward thinking and more accepting of outsiders and to see the talent that we can bring in and the diversity that can be brought to our city and new ideas that can be shared from people that lived all over the world. And as you know, you've been everywhere. San Diego, Virginia Beach. Exactly. And, and, you guys travel all the time too. And, you know, I've lived all over the world also. And it's like, like you said, you've been in Virginia beach, you've been in San Diego. Those are prime tourist communities and military communities. And what does tourism do? It brings people to your city. It drives up, you know, real estate, it drives up restaurants, it drives everything up. And then like in Florida, where I'm from, you don't have state income tax because you want to know why? Tourism, a bed tax. You have a 10% bed tax every time you travel. It does stink when you are traveling to Florida because they have that extra 10% that they add on to your condo or hotel stay. But it's great for the residents. It benefits the residents. And you don't have to pay state income tax. So Mississippi, maybe we need to start taking a few notes. We have a great tourism on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And I know that they just spent a ton of money trying to promote it. And that's what we need. And down on the coast, we have the aquarium. We have, you know, there's a indoor water park on in Biloxi. And they just have so many festivals as well. I think the biggest thing that I realized with Meridian is that we don't have a lot of big industry here at the moment. You know, we have our kind of staple companies within the community. And I feel like without putting an emphasis on tourism that growth and having big industry is not going to occur because what's the buy-in for people to live here? Well, the buy-in is that we got it going on. I mean, like yesterday at the museum, we had 25 Meridian nonprofit leaders, city officials, EMBDC members, uh, their, their staff, they're discussing together 
there are not many cities that do that. Our nonprofits are working together to make sure that we are bringing as much as we can to the downtown area and we're being a positive beacon of light with all the negativity negativity that's being shared on social media about the bad parts of Meridian. But where's the PR for all the good stuff that's going on and all of the great stuff that we're actually accomplishing, you know? It's called Super Talk Mississippi. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, like, <laughs> it really, you guys really highlight and focus on some of the positives. You know, when you turn on the news, you hear a lot of the negative stuff that's going on. And honestly, yeah, we need to pay attention to that stuff. But I think if we just keep pushing forward with this positivity, we're really going to see the positive change that we all want. But we all got to get on the same page to do that. I mean, how are we supposed to do anything with our city and tourism if the nickname across the state from Meridian is Murder Idiot? Like, we've got to get away from that. Like, that's probably the single most driving negative thing that we have about our city is everyone thinks that Meridian is just a haven of crime. There's crime everywhere you go. doesn't matter yes. if you live in, you know, Mayberry by the sea. There's still going to be some crime. I hate yeah. to say it. That's just the, the society that we live in now. And we might as well just accept it, try to do everything we can to prevent it. Yep. But you can't let that hold you back. Well, and I have to brag on the, the city because one of the things that Terrence Davis, shout out Terrence because you're awesome. Um, you know, they've really been paying attention to that and doing things and taking measures to make people feel safe when they're coming downtown to events. You know, obviously we don't want to turn a blind eye and say this doesn't happen. It does happen, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, look at Memphis. Okay. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I my, know. my husband's working in Memphis. I, I see the horror stories. People will literally steal your car in Memphis and then post about it on Facebook. Facebook because they are that unafraid. Um, we don't have that happening here. You know, there's more good to focus on than there is negative. And I really think that a lot of people in the downtown area are trying really hard. I feel like we've been in this little sinkhole almost. And these people, it's the same people are trying so hard to claw Meridian's way out. And we're pulling you with us, you know, like we want all of you to come with us and get out of this rut. And I'm seeing that happen. I mean, well, there's such great influencers like yourself and Joyce Day Lane, Mark Davis, um, Leslie Lee, Terrence Davis. I mean, I want to include myself in that, but I'm not, you know, because I'm no, just. No, you are. I'm you just, totally are. <laughs> but, you know, I want to highlight here at Super Talk Meridian, and I know there's so many other people. Those are just a few people that are just off the top of my head um, that are just my couch with the Stronger Together Foundation trying to bring sports here. You know, there's so many people. Tim Irvin with Time to Run. Mm -hmm. There's just so many people. The Children's Museum, Barbara Zeller. There's so many people that are wanting to just make our community fantastic. The Max and Three Foot and everybody involved. Mark Talos with the Max. And, I mean, Hilda, help me out here if you can think of anybody. But we have so many people that come on our show. Mm -hmm. And we want to highlight them. The Riley Center. You know, Morgan. We just have so many forward-thinking people. The Symphony. Oh, my gosh. Kara. It's just a matter of supporting those people. I think that uh, those people in particular, and I'm sure they're all, if they're listening, will be shaking their head on this. We get knocked down by the negativity a lot. You know, we're just out here trying to do what we feel is best for the community and we know is best for the community by implementing programs and, and bringing new things uh, for every age group that the naysayers can be a real vibe kill, to be honest with you. Like they just, they just want you to not have success for some reason and I think that that's the dark cloud that's been looming over Meridian for so long is that mentality of thinking of well we can't do that because we've never done it that way it's time to move on 
we agree. We we gotta try something else because what we've been trying for the last twenty years is not working. Well, and I think we are in the process of trying it. I know that we have outside developers like, yes. you know, the guy that developed the three foot hotel mm-hmm. and um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. And then I know there's several other outside entities. We have Schloop coming. Yes. Schloop I'm is going to be great. That. And, and that was brought by Algix, you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a great industry. We have um, Grow Mississippi or Grow Up, which is the new cannabis. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that on the air, actually. I don't <laughs> want to go to jail. But we have industry coming here, and that's great. And we need to just continue with this forward. I cannot wait until Schloop opens. It's going to be great. Well, we need to give their employees something to do while they're living here and working, you know. And I think that that's with all the festivals that we have going on and all the great the great um, events and programs. I think that all of those things working together are just really going to drive Meridian to where it needs to go. Um, I'm excited. And I think, too, what is so beautiful is just how all of the nonprofits and all of the the city leaders and the different organizations work together to ensure that that happens. Well, tell me about the Sule Steam Festival and that whole weekend that we had (laughs) with you. Because I know I interviewed you last well, it was the last time I interviewed you was right before that. And you were stressed to the Oh, nine. yeah, always. And it was like right before November. It was October. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, oh, my gosh, I have all this going on. And did it, did it. How did it go? Tell me. I feel like if you've ever put on an event, you understand that you are like stressed to the max up until it's over. Um, you know, despite the rain, it poured down rain from start to finish uh, that day. We had over 2000 people still turn out. I mean, it was crazy. We had the Norfolk Southern Lawman Band headline in the event. People still got their umbrellas, went out, looked at the trains. So overall, despite a massive rain day, we were still very successful. This year, we're excited because we're adding another thing in. Uh, you, notoriously, we've always done Sule and Railfest the same weekend, uh, first Saturday in November. That will never change. Um, now we have Jimmy Rogers does their bike ride that same weekend. So right. it's just the whistle stops here. It's a whistle stop weekend for us that weekend. But this year on May 13th, National Train Day is May 10th. So we always celebrate that the Saturday closest to May 10th. So we're going to be adding a model train show and also a national train day celebration on may 13th in the spring um which will be the same week as the jimmy rogers festival which will be great because festival goers can do that and then come check out us and uh and just cross promote and really work together so and then we'll do you know first saturday and then we'll have our christmas express now the christmas train usually only comes every other year um right now if you don't if you're not super familiar with the rail industry kansas city southern is who actually put that event on in cohesion with us um they're merging with canadian pacific that's still yet to go through and be finalized but they also have a christmas train canadian pacific does so i'm unsure if we'll have an actual lit up christmas train this year i hope that we do I got a whole year to plan and think about that. (laughs) I'm still stressed about it in January, but it's fine. So, yeah, we're excited about that. And then also this year we're implementing a lot of new programs for kids of all ages. Um, Trackside Musicians is one of them. We're going to partner with a lot of our local nonprofits to highlight a song that's composed by the inspiration of the rails and talk about its composure and then also talk about. um, Have you have it written yet? 
Well, we're going to do different songs that were inspired by the rails. So like Johnny Cash has a few songs that are railroad inspired. Obviously, Jimmy Rogers. I mean, the amount of railroad songs. Leonard Skinner has a song that's called Railroad Song. (laughs) So (laughs) there's so many songs because of the rhythm of the rails. Is it Long Black Train? Oh, yeah. I love me some Josh Turner. Who doesn't love him? Isn't that originally originally a Johnny Cash song? Uh, Is it? Long Black Train. It might be. I think. I'm not... You know, 100% positive, and I probably should do my research, but we are <laughs> live right now, so this is all off somebody's the Somebody's Googling it so currently. Someone's probably Googling it and going to, you know, correct me later on social media, which that's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, I'm not perfect, and we're just having fun on the air talking about all the fun things going on. Uh, but I think Johnny Cash's was Folsom Prison, yep. which mentions the train yeah I see the train coming yeah there's so many (laughs) there's so many people don't even realize it but you know that's the rhythm the whooshing of the sound of the rails of it just going over and it was a very rhythmic sound you know Jimmy Rogers learned to sing from the African Americans that worked on the railroads so that's a huge part of that heritage and history too so that's one of the programs that we're hoping um, to implement we also have some field trips that are curriculumed out for the different age groups that highlight not only the the rail industry, but also highlight the uh, social studies aspect of Mississippi in general and how things were transported via rail. So we've got a lot of really good plans for this year. I just took on a new role at the museum. I know. Let's yeah. announce it. We are new role. Congrats, <laughs> by the way. So I started the organization in 2020 as the president, founded it, and um, my time as president was up. My reign was over, my reign of terror. Um, but the board voted to and chose to hire me as the executive director. So now the museum is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 2, and then the first Saturday of every month. We're having birthday parties that are, we are completely booked up this month for birthday parties. So, uh, so yeah. Lucy may be hiring soon for a Saturday employee. <laughs> yes. And we are also hiring a sales representative here at Super Talk Mississippi. So if you're looking for a job, call Lucy or myself, please. <laughs> please. But we want you to be a go-getter, okay? Yes. Very bubbly, too, on my end. That's yeah. needed. I mean, to be a train museum host, I guess, or conductor. You need With to call kid- them conductors. Yeah. We will not make you wear a conductor uniform. Actually, I'm thinking about that. That's kind of a good idea. Maybe we will. <laughs> I just like... I think it'd be so cute. It would, you know, and that's the thing, too. We People were so excited to hear that we were doing birthday parties, and it's just something a little bit different, you know? Like, it's trackside. We have trains come by multiple times a day, so how cool is it for a little boy that loves trains to celebrate his birthday right next to the tracks in a safe place, you know? That's exactly. part of our big mission. And you have the little, the little toy... Tr- the little... The little choo-choo on the back porch, I guess you could say, that my kids rode for an hour, thank you, during the Christmas train. I couldn't get them off of it. We have parents that come and they say, can they just stay on it till they fall asleep? And I'm like, yeah, I understand where you're going with that. Because it is. It's like rocking a baby. I mean, it's just like quiet. But, you know, Central United Methodist is actually who is allowing us to utilize that. It actually belongs to the church. This is another one of those beautiful examples of partnership in the community because it's getting and bringing so much joy to everyone and they're just kindly allowing us to to utilize it and Sule actually renovated that that train used to be in the mall from what I hear a long long time ago um that's what I've been told I don't know if that's true or not but um, I don't remember what we need to get I'm like I'm I'm giving you more ideas where <laughs> I'm from in Destin at the Destin Commons they actually have like a train that you pay five dollars for and you get to go ride around up and down the Destin Commons how cool would it be to get a little train like that where it takes you 
up in like you and your kid around Meridian for, you know, 10 minutes for a $5 little yes. train ride. Well, so with our future project, one of the things that we have. Why can't we do that with a trolley? Well, that's what I'm saying. So our future project, we have, if everything works out the way that it's supposed to, about 1,200 feet of track that will run down from the cotton compress building all the way down to the backside of the max and connect the remainder of downtown. Because right now the issue we see is that we're kind of at the tail end of downtown. We're on the outskirts for the most part. And if you don't know that we're there, you necessarily wouldn't come to see us and vice versa so like people that come see us won't necessarily go all the way into downtown so what we're hoping is those partnerships with the max um and being able to connect the rest of downtown then they'll go and spend all of their money down here (laughs) go out to eat go shop at wherever um and that that's the hope is to be able to connect everything together the problem though that i do find and i'm just going to say this i'm gonna throw this out there a lot of our downtown restaurants are open on Saturdays for lunch. You know, I came down here this Saturday, and it was a beautiful day on Saturday. So sunny, so nice, but like spring-like day. And I wanted to just walk around, but everything was closed. It was about 3.30. Um, so, yeah, that is a problem. I noticed that this weekend, too, um, which I have my kids, so obviously I'm not going to go many places. But it would be cool to see people. And I, there were people walking around, especially leaving from the three-foot hotel people walking around to kind of go and explore but if everything's closed there's not really much for them to explore exactly yeah so maybe a food truck or something yeah maybe that's something else we can start can call it the choo-choo food truck there is a (laughs) um little company up i can't remember where they're at so our building is the railway express agency building it it was kind of like the dhl of locomotive times where they would ship packages and stuff there's a couple that got a railway express truck and their business is called the Railway Expresso. And I'm like, oh, that's so genius. So if you know anyone that's got an REA truck, I would definitely take it because I'll open up a coffee shop in it. Genius. I don't know anybody that has one, but maybe, I'm sure we could maybe find if one. anyone's <laughs> listening, they guess what? It'd be a tax write off. It's <laughs> a donation to a 501. Are y'all a 501c3? We are, yeah. Okay. A 501c3 registered nonprofit. That's awesome. Yep. So tell us a little bit about I'm just trying to think since we're live and we have so much to talk about just in general I'm just so excited that this has happened for you and it's been a dream of yours and now you're crazy executive director of the nonprofit and you know and of the train museum and it's come a long way if you had asked me two years ago if I would have foreseen any of this I literally would have looked at you like you were insane I had no intentions of it turning into this, but it was just one of those things that once it started happening, it just made too much sense to not pursue it. Um, You know, with Donnie Massey donating the cotton compress building to us, which if you don't know, that building, even though it looks like it's being torn down, all that's been torn down is all that's going to be torn down. There's about 60,000 square feet that still remains. And inside of that building, it still houses the original steam-powered cotton compress and the two large boilers, and it's the first ever U.S. patented design. So we have an artist working on some renderings on what the interior of the building will look like, Um, but it would be really cool to get that thing functioning again. And from what I understand, that compress operated up until like 2017. Um, So, you know, that's also part of Mississippi's agricultural history in addition to the railroad history. So that building will encompass a lot of things for the city of Meridian. And talk about the agricultural history. I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms talking about, you know, African-American history Mm -hmm. and and how we've come along with evolution of, you know, 
diversity and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms for a whole nother museum if we wanted to open up an agricultural museum. It is. And, you know, for us, our biggest thing is in the rail industry in general, there's a lot of different areas of interest, whether it be you're a rail fan that likes to go out and watch locomotives come through. You're a photographer that likes to get pictures. You're a model railroader that likes to tinker with model trains. We have become a home for literally every, what feels like every walk of life. Um, I shared on Facebook, there's a kid that comes up to the museum and volunteers. He's probably 18, maybe 17 or 18. And he's on the spectrum. And I got to be with him the first time he ever caught a heritage unit coming through. And to tell you that that was special for me, that was really special. And if you don't know what a heritage unit is, is Norfolk Southern painted a hand, hand chosen amount of engines to look like some of their heritage lines and they go all over the U.S. So when we say catch it, you got to see it come through your part of town, which can be kind of rare. So being a home for literally every walk of life and a place that people feel home, it just is a good feeling for us. We love it. So I know that you have a fantastic group of volunteers. Why don't we go ahead and give them, because we're running out of time. Yes. And if it weren't for your, your volunteers, you wouldn't have a museum because these guys put in so much yes. effort and love of the hobby of model trains. Let's give them a shout out real the quick. The biggest thing is, is they put up with me. Um <laughs> <laughs> that is like gold medal. Dylan Jones, who's our president, uh, has taken over as president. He's vice president. He takes some of the best railroad pictures ever. Um, he actually works at McElroy, um, so full-time, and he still does this on the side for us. The, the guys, the model group, they actually used to be um, in Montana's. And after that all kind of went down with the building, they had to remove their layout that was in the building downtown, and they actually went out and rebuilt it. And they have rebuilt a third layout for this city. This is the third time that they've had to build a new layout. So please come out and support them and, and just see their work and what they're doing. Well, let's – can you name them real quick off the top of yes, your head? Yes, Bill Lowe, Scott, Will. Um, oh gosh, there's so many of them. I'm, like, failing. Jim Hobgood, who also has his own little museum in DeKalb. He does. He does. If you've ever met Jim Hobgood, you're going to get a good story for him. He's the best. He is absolutely the best. Uh, Dylan Sam Talley, who actually works at – or used to work at Citizens. He's now somewhere else. He's been doing a lot of our financial chair stuff for us. He's been a great asset to, asset to us. Tyler Carroll, who works for the schools. Um, Jim Askew, who was there beforehand, still works for Norfolk Southern. The yard office, even, over at Norfolk Southern. If I ask them to come help me with something, they will drop what they're doing, and they will come and help me. No questions asked. I'm blessed. I'm blessed with my volunteers and all the support that we get from the community. Well, from what I know of Jim Hoppin... Jim Hobgood, Hobgood. Yes. Hobgood, he is an amazing person, and I just know that he has so much knowledge, and his little museum up there is, that's really, I think, how you started it, oh, yeah. you went up there, and you're like, wow. Well, I visited him, and I got all the stories. Jim Jim is a great storyteller. He used to be a senator, if you did not know. He is a very smart man. Wow. Um, well, you need to have stories with Jim. <laughs> Yeah. We should do a little podcast with him. I love it. We should. Well, you guys, guess what? We have ran out of town. Lo town. Ran out of town. Maybe I want to <laughs> run out of town. Maybe we should do a 5K fundraiser for you guys. Yeah, I like it. Called the Choo Choo Chug or something. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to Grind, Grace, and Growth. Lucy, it's always so much fun having you in the studio. I love coming. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, you have to teach me about that app you were talking about last time, too. So you guys make sure you tune in next week to Grind, Grace, and Growth. You can also go to anchor.fm to hear this podcast as well. 
And we just appreciate you guys. If you want to sponsor us, call the studio, 601-693-1103.